a huge spacecraft piloted by a devastatingly handsome... <sighs> now, how in God's name do I know what the fellow looks like if he's inside a ship miles in the air? It's just foolish on its face. If you want the cheese log, you'll read what I wrote. Very well. I shall comply. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the Comedy Central reboot of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 11, Le Reconcilable Differences. I'm so glad I got to hear you say it, because I attempted to say it in the car with friend of the podcast, Emma, and she's like, Oh, that's hard to say. And I'm like, I can't wait for Ben to say it. Oh, it's very difficult. So I will confess okay. that up until this episode, I had no idea her name was Nadinda. Mm-hmm. Because every time he said it in the entirety of the original series, mm-hmm. I thought it was just like some weird vocal tick or sure. the very first time he says her name, I'm pretty sure it's him telling her to turn down the tv when sure. he's on the tv so i thought it was like weird you know audio feedback what it, like so i had no idea that was actually her name until this episode <laughs> and then i felt like a fool sure i think i think whenever you get one of those like oh it was this the whole time oh i'm an idiot right <laughs> so i've definitely gotten some of those before sometimes at work those are not great uh-huh no like, you're supposed oh, to know those things yeah that, that's what i'm being paid to know that being said, I have a disastrous bit that has nothing to do with any of the episode, and I just wanted to ask you a question. Okay. What is the weirdest thing you've done uh, while you're asleep? <laughs> <laughs> while I'm asleep? No, this is certainly not leading to a story of mine. Certainly not. Um, I don't know that I've ever done anything weird while I'm asleep, because I've been a single man for most of my life, so I don't exactly have people reporting to me of the weird things I did. <laughs> that is a fair I, point. I will say that when Sarah and I were starting to date, uh, there was definitely one night where she was kind of falling asleep. She was in that like pseudo half awake, half asleep phase. And then um, as we were sort of rolling over to like fall asleep, she just went, thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> And then <laughs> and then she was like, um, did I just say thanks, Obama? <laughs> and I was like, yes, you definitely just said thanks, Obama. Nice. And uh, I can think of worse things to say. Very worse things to say. But the fact that she was aware <laughs> enough to ask if she just said that was made it all the better yeah, that's so a- that's that's probably the best one i've got because i just i don't have a a mm-hmm. f- feedback of the weird stuff i do or do not do and since i've been married for quite a while and been together with my wife for quite a while i have a lot of them um mine actually happened last night and i'm gonna give you basically from my wife's perspective first because i think that's a funnier way to go into the story you know we're asleep it's about two thirty, as you do and then i just start start laughing okay in my sleep and she's she like woke me up and was like are you okay it sounds like you're crying i'm like no i'm just laughing <laughs> so the dream i was laughing about 
Uh, this also involves friend of the podcast, Emma. We're looking at her uh, resume. Okay. And for whatever reason, on it, it says proficiency, 40 out of 50 on exam. It's like reasonable proficiency on that exam. And then she's like, damn it. This makes me sound like I'm a horse. <laughs> and I'm laughing at this punchline because it is terrific. And I try to explain it to Stacy this morning. And she's like, what is wrong with you? And then I explain it to friend of the podcast, Emma, and she is like, she couldn't focus. She was laughing so hard. <laughs> it was terrific. Okay. So that's pretty weird. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, I don't think I've ever laughed in my sleep that I know of before, but that was definitely the f- a first. I do have a really weird story about a friend of mine. Oh, please do. Who? So uh, I was, he was my roommate at the time. And so... I'm sitting there in, in, you know, in the morning playing video games or whatever I'm doing on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. He he gets up and he, he starts doing his, his daily uh, morning routine. Okay. And she's like, so what were you dreaming about last night? <laughs> and he's like, why? And she says, well, because I woke up and you had put my pillow over my face oh, no. and I was pressing down on it. And when I was asking what was going on, all you did was go, shh. I mean, it's hilarious and terrifying. Terrifying. And he was like, so, well, okay. (laughs) So, So, well, okay. So, it was when uh, Heroes was still a big phenomenon. And so, they had watched a bunch of Heroes the night before. And uh, he had a dream where Siler was after her, but he had, like, some power where if (laughs) if he, he can make it so... If Siler wasn't able to see her, he couldn't detect her and she'd be safe. And so it was put the put the pillow over her face so, to hide her. And sh- don't don't give yourself away. And yeah, and sh- like so you don't like <laughs> so you don't give your position away, which makes perfect sense when you are experiencing that. It makes zero sense when you are just waking up to <laughs> being smothered, being smothered, and being just told "shh." <laughs> and so, as an observer, uh, the next morning, that was a fun little. Uh... <laughs> You're just sitting there, like I'm just playing, play, trying to play Super Mario World, guys. Uh huh. Like, okay, this is a cool conversation and all, but like, uh, maybe just go back into your room and talk about this because this is really weird and I feel awkward right now. And now I've told the entire world, but I used no real names. It's true. So anyways, um, yeah, those are the only ones I've got. I don't have any. As far as I know, I fall asleep and I'm out. No one's ever told me I've done sure. weird stuff. I, I, I apparently mutter in my sleep occasionally, but never I've never laughed that I know of. And the fact that this is this is a first for me. Um, is uh, kind of exciting, actually, because I don't give many firsts anymore. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Okay. And, uh, it, and, and it was it was legitimately funny, so I'm I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, on that note, let's get into the differences. It's hard. It's such a hard name to say. Guess what? We get to say it a lot. Actually, she's surprisingly not in a lot of this episode. Uh, but he, she's referenced and stuff like that. She's referenced a lot more than the average episode. Mm-hmm. But yes, <laughs> that is accurate. Um, so we start off the episode 
with the scary door. Yeah, we get a fun little scary door episode about a senator who believes that there's no such thing as aliens, and then um, that turns out there's aliens. Yeah, it's 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 not even like it's 15 seconds long, and it isn't consistent within itself. The senator says there's no aliens. How can you be sure? And then because you're a, an alien and pulls off somebody's ha- like mask to show off an alien. You couldn't stick with it for 15 seconds. I'm going to go on on a limb and say that the writers of the scary door are not as clever as they think they are. Oh, I can agree with that. Because because the whole intro is like spreading mystery on locks and things like that. Uh-huh. And, you know, coming from us, that's a pretty big insult. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> we get that scary door episode, and it turns out that it is Lur, ruler of the planet Omicron Percy I eight, who is watching this episode while he is passed out on his easy chair in front of the mm-hmm. TV. Ndunda turns it off, and Lur's like, "Hey, I was watching that. The Saints just needed a field goal to tie," which is a line I really appreciate as a sportsman. Because, because who cares if <laughs> like a field goal to tie? <laughs> thought a field goal to win i thought you were gonna say who cares about the saints and just like no they're pretty good okay at least this year i mean anything can happen with drew Brees. so wow that was actually sports discussion who is the saints uh and we're back out of the sports discussion uh they're the new orleans football team okay cool i mean i knew they were football okay but football teams move around a lot and they could have been that's fair they could have been a different place. And I don't know. I'm not a sports guy, so I don't know. It's well established back to the Futurama canon that I am not a sports guy. I feel like it's well established, Ben canon, that you're not a sports guy. Um, and it, and, oh, by the way, uh, if everybody wants their uh, Jacksonville Jaguars update, they're bad again. Hooray! Hooray! They're bad again. All is right with the world. All is right. Meanwhile, back on Earth at Planet Express, Fry has this weird comic series he's doing about a hero named package delivery man oh, no I, I delivery I, man boy d- delivery boy man delivery boy man delivery boy man <laughs> he is trying to save leela comma the world yeah sure from a weird lizard mm-hmm. conqueror named invader x mm-hmm. this is after uh the initial conflict of ndinda wanting lure to get off his stuff and do like conquer the planet like you said he would oh yeah no we'll have plenty of time to talk about that i'm here for the comics no that's fair um (laughs) uh so delivery boy man comes and uses his laser eye power to attack invader x then his hand magnet power to take his gun free leela and attract her across the room to him and then uses a reverse time power to restore the earth from its destruction and somehow explodes invader x's ship and then kisses Leela on a picnic saying, it's earlier now. Everyone hates the comic. Um, Leela notes that he's never really in danger because he's got like 30 superpowers. Zoidberg says, this is wonderful. And Fry's like, really? No, wait, those are ads. <laughs> Which is kind of kind of amazing that he has ads on this comic book he's currently in the middle of writing. Right? We don't have ads on this other than the ones we make up and hopefully don't get sued for. <laughs> exactly. Um And yet somehow he has ads in the back of his comic book for things like, you know, get buff type Mm -hmm. powders and x-ray specs. Uh huh. And also the professor's disintegrating ray. Which the professor tells him, don't waste his allowance on this butt grade crap, Uh, which his 
disintegrator ray is part of. It uh, turns out that his disintegrator ray looks like it disintegrates things, but it's really just a dinky old teleporter ray and is therefore useless. He uses it to bring a trash can closer to him and throws it in there, which I think is kind of neat. Also, I would totally want a teleporter ray. Mm -hmm. Think of all the times I could be like, yo, I'm on the couch and my beer is all the way over there in the kitchen. And then it just shoots my beer to me. Yeah. That's the future that I've been promised and I have yet to receive. (laughs) Where, Where man can get beer from any place to where he's sitting currently. It's true. That's all we've ever wanted. We must boldly go. Since... Since the ancient Egyptians brewed their beer, they wanted it delivered straight to their face. Uh-huh. Without having to move themselves. <laughs> it says so in all the ancient hieroglyphs. It's true. Mo- most of the time they were talking about this beer beer <laughs> levitation idea. Fry is sick of being nitpicked by nerds, so he wants to go to a comic book convention. So then they go to Comic-Con 3010. Where uh, in the background, there's definitely a thing for video game, the movie, and a different sign for movie, the video game, which I feel is entirely too accurate in 2018. It's it's true. The Ouroboros has happened. <laughs> Although this is going to be the third time I've brought it up in about a week, but also <laughs> like there was that battleship movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was that. Like Rihanna was in it. <laughs> I didn't know Rihanna was in it. I'm pretty sure Rihanna was in it. Um, I remember reading some Twitter post being like, you know, they had one chance at selling me on this movie by putting you sunk my battleship in Uh the trailer and they did it. That's the only thing we ever wanted and you didn't (laughs) give it to us. You had one job, battleship We would have given you money to give us this trailer and then we would sat through whatever battleship nonsense you wanted to throw at us and Rihanna and stuff. So basically, I think about the movie Battleship a lot, even though I've never seen it. I think about the fact that it simply exists. <laughs> That's true. It was a board game. It is a board game. It's not bad. It's fine. Now they need a sequel. Electric board ship. Bo- <laughs> Electric board ship. Okay. <laughs> Electric battleship. Electric board ship. What happens in Electric board ship? Well, you get an electric board <laughs> and you put it on a ship. And then you ship across the world, and you use that, that electric board to give, to give electricity to China. Okay, cool. Nailed that, it. That's one. my board game. Perfect. But see, no, you can you could open up a whole just like you've got Battleship, you've mm-hmm. got Hungry Hungry Hippos, the movie, you've got Candyland, oh, yeah. the movie. Sure. I mean, the Game of Life, the movie. The Game of Life, the movie. Yeah. And then you have a board game based on the movie, based on the board Ooh. game, based on life. And then a serial called Life, different from other Life serial. Uh-huh. Ooh, ooh. And then a movie based on the serial. Exactly. <laughs> life, the serial, the, the movie, the, the, the board game, the movie. We also get a fun <laughs> moment where Zoidberg is looking at a collectible toy stand called toyminator which (laughs) i didn't catch that oh i love it it's so good because it's exactly how zoidberg would say terminator it's true and he's at the place looking at these toys and it's called toyminator and 
he opens up a package and tries to eat a, a sure. rare Zap Brannigan collectible because, and this is like such a, a dad joke level joke where mm-hmm. he's like, but it said there was a mint in the box. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, the crew decide to go to a Matt Groening panel uh, showing off a pilot for a show based in the year 4000 called Futurella. <laughs> which is just the right kind of meta for me. It's so good because it starts out with the, the obviously it's the Futurama opening. It's got the same theme song, except the title says Futurella and then a ship flies through it and then it goes canceled. And then they're like, wow, Fox has really streamlined the process. <laughs> and <laughs> But they kind of continue on with the panel. It's like, okay, questions about Futurella only, not the Simpsons. And Bender's first question is, hey, when are you going to make a new Simpsons movie? Or the second Simpsons movie. And then Matt Groening's head shoots him. The The level of meta in this scene is very intense. And very good. And I feel like, I feel like on one hand, it's just Matt Groening being really annoyed at everybody asking about when there's going to be another Simpsons movie. Or maybe about the first, because that took mm-hmm. seasons and seasons and seasons it took a long to ever time. happen. And so I feel like that joke is just Matt Groening has a chip on his shoulder. And then I think the rest of it is just being very cognizant of the fact that Fox cancels a lot of shows. Oh, yeah. As, as we talk about a Comedy Central reboot of the great, one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. And we have to stipulate one of because they've canceled so many. It's true. We don't want to get in trouble for uh, saying that it's the greatest. Mm-hmm. We both love it. But man all those other shows it's true and also if we did say it was the greatest can you imagine how many negative reviews we'd get on itunes all the negative re- reviews they'd be like yo what's up greg the bunny was a better show come on guys the pjs <laughs> yeah i, don't I know. feel i feel like uh, family guy did this joke better <laughs> family guy nailed this joke because they managed to list off every single one while we are trying to come up with it on the fly yeah that being said they also probably researched at least a little bit and as obviously noted we do zero research we watch the episode and that's about it yep sometimes not even the full episode oh man yeah because like related i was gonna look up who the voice actress was who the guests in this because i'm like her she sounds familiar and then i forgot to look it up (laughs) Because I'm great at doing research. I honestly did not realize I was a guest in this, so I'm doing worse than you, though. Meanwhile, Fry goes and talks to Sergio Aragones. Is that how you say it? I don't know who that is. I think that's about right. I'm assuming a famous comic guy, because again, I didn't Mm -hmm. do my research. And he has a very prominent mustache. Which uh, he offers to Fry can just have it. And so he just rips it off his face and wears it, and it's not at all awkward. It is kind of funny, though, because he, uh, when Sergio tells him it's crap, um, the the uh, mustache on Fry's lip kind of droops a little bit. That's very sad. It's very good. I'm looking up uh, Sergio Aragones. Uh, this uh, Ben Google's that corner. Brought to you by Ask Jeeves. The uh, Jeevenator. He is a Spanish-Mexican cartoonist 
and writer for his contributions to Mad Magazine and creating the comic book Grew the Wanderer. So now Neat. you know. Yeah. Now I know more than I did before. Exactly. And I'm just going to hop on uh, the Infosphere and check out who that voice actress was while I'm <laughs> still looking stuff up. <laughs> ben continues to look stuff up. That means I have to type the name of the episode, which... <laughs> L- re- <laughs> <laughs> Francis. Okay. Cool. Did not type that correct. <laughs> you could just use the character's name. Except her name is Girl. That's fair. <laughs> How do you even spell that? I don't know. This is a not quite the disaster it was last week, but it's still It's not great. Pretty bad. Um, you, you could maybe search for Futurella to get you to the episode. No, you, I, got, I got Okay, we got I it. I got it. I got it. Okay, this is great audio. Good job. Fortunately, this is our live show this month. It's super great. Katie Sakov. Okay. Um, uh, she is best sound- known for Lieutenant Kara Thrace, a.k.a. Starbuck, who appears in Battlestar Galactica. Nice. Cool. Nailed it. So... Got that. Fantastic. Um, I'm sure this sounds much better than the edited piece of podcast. In the edited version, we knew everything the whole time. <laughs> you cut out my songs because, of course, because they deserve to be cut, to be honest. Yeah. Take two. Sergio Aragones obviously worked for Mad Magazine. We all knew that. It was never even a question. Uh, uh, clearly. <laughs> if you didn't know that, you're an idiot. <laughs> So the costume contest at Comic-Con is about to begin, and Bender is very excited as he's kind of dressed up as Leela if <laughs> if Leela was more Bendery. I do really like the whole row of contestants in this okay. uh, contest because you've got everyone from Mario to sure. Yevo. Uh, there's uh, someone dressed up as Yevo. There's somebody dressed up as... Um, uh there was another futurama reference that i've i didn't write any of these down yeah i didn't didn't either i didn't catch it it's a very good lineup of of uh uh, costumes though so i I will say that Mm -hmm. much there was a also a spider-man who used whipped cream for his webs and then shot a whole bunch of whipped cream in his face it was great i would totally do that Mm -hmm. it's good spider-man and this is when uh, the Omicronians come. Yes, Lur crashes in to Comic-Con. His spaceship comes in. There's a whole invading force behind him. And then he gets up to the microphone. And then after it's adjusted so mm-hmm. that he can actually like talk into it, he says that he is conquering the planet and that everyone needs to now line up in order of how much beryllium it will take to kill them. Uh, everyone starts clapping because they think he's in costume. Yeah. So good timing on that invasion there, Romacronians. Also, Lur gets a little starstruck at Joss Whedon being sure. at Comic Con. Well, of course. Um, there is a woman in the in the uh, crowd that said that has like blue streaks in her hair, and she's like, "That's an incredible costume." And meanwhile, instead, Bender wins for his costume as Nerdgasma. <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, you know, if you got to name your quote unquote generic science fiction nerd dreamboat, sure. go with Nerdgasma. Yeah. Allure is saddened by not being able to conquer the planet. Aren't we all? That's fair. We go back to Omicron Percy I8, where Ndinda is very upset at him. Even he, though he brought back James Abrams' face. J.J. Abrams' face. It's like, James like, Abrams? Who the hell is James Abrams? <laughs> I was Abrams? like, wait a minute. Did I miss something? I don't remember James, it being James Abrams. Now, what is the first J in J.J. Abrams? If it's James, I'm technically correct. The best I know kind I'm, of correct. I'm kind of worried about that being the case. <laughs> Jeffrey Jacob. Cool. Nailed it. In not at all. Okay. I'm not correct. <laughs> awesome. Uh, she complains, you never take me anywhere to wear that face. Yeah, Nadinda is so mad that she actually kicks him out. Mm-hmm. And so he ends up crashing at Planet Express. Of course. Where else would you go? It's where everybody seems to turn up eventually. Mm-hmm. I've been kicked out or my home was destroyed or I blew up a $40 billion space station. Um, mm-hmm. Or if you're Bender, I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to just turn up there. The professor tells Lur he's having a midlife crisis. Bender says, just do whatever you want. <laughs> and then light a, light a cigar and walk away. That is sort of Bender's MO. Mm-hmm. Leela says that you should probably not do that. And you should probably just, you know, go make things right with mm-hmm. Nadinda. Lur in, uh, decides uh, to go buy a red sports hover car. Uh, gets a new outfit. So exactly what Leela said, pretty much. Exactly. Gets a new outfit and plastic surgery to extend his horns. Where we find out that's where his testicles are located, which is a thing I never needed to know. Uh, but he, it, it, we did need to know or else the plastic surgeon was going to de-emphasize the horns. The plastic surgeon needs to know that. I did not need to know that. That's fair. Ben is not a plastic surgeon. Yet. So... Ooh. Are we nip-tucking this? <laughs> Um, I've never actually seen Nip Tuck, so Me I don't... Me neither. I'm sure... I think it has something to do with plastic surgery, though. It definitely has something to do with plastic surgery. It's right there in the name. Yeah, because you nip it and tuck it. After he gets all swanked up, mm-hmm. he's got his horn extensions, he's got uh, uh, fancy new duds, he's got a gold necklace with his name on it. Mm-hmm. Like That's the way I, w- I want to do it. When it's time for me to have my midlife crisis, mm-hmm. just a big old gold chain that says Mike. I mean, as previously discussed, I'm turning 34 on Saturday, mm-hmm. so I'm just about to hit that midlife crisis. I'm going to wake up on Saturday. I'm going to be like, boom, midlife crisis. What should I do? I've got very little time to plan for this. Thunder cuckoo fuck a bird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, that <laughs> sounds great. It's done. Yeah. It's got so many they eagles. They do go to malfunctioning Yetis. Uh-huh. I'll get the deluxe edition because it's got so much more eagle. Because <laughs> otherwise they'll just be sad because there'll be so much eagle. So they are at the hip joint uh, where Bender basically just tries to get him a girlfriend mistress. Uh, it's kind of weird because they're not, they're separated-ish. But Lur reveals that he likes big and angry women. To illustrate his point, he pulls out a copy of Horno magazine. Ooh, good. I think is what it was called. Good. I like that. Um, and uh, pulls out the centerfold, which is a big old picture of a real sexy question mark Omicronian. And the uh, the amount the number of unfolds he has to do to get the whole Omicronian unfolded. It's mm-hmm. it's uh 
It's a lot. I mean, I'm just impressed that it's that many folds. Mm-hmm. You fold a paper. You can only fold a piece of paper in half seven times. It's or whatever. true. Yeah, they did that on MythBusters. I've and- also done it in real life. Oh wow! Not with not with that big of a paper. If I if I recall correctly, on MythBusters it was a giant sized piece of paper yes, with like machinery, <laughs> like forklifts and stuff. I have never done anything as cool as the Mythbusters uh-huh. ever did in anything. It's gr- it, it's amazing because I don't know how they got explosions on folding paper, but yet there's so, always explosions with always the explosions. You ever see that one where they blew up all the non-dairy creamer? I think I, that yes. was really good. Yeah, I mean, there's just I I like the one where they have uh, it's not one of the explosions, but it, they like simulate a hurricane or something to see if a straw will go through a tree, and then they make it happen. And it goes right, it like it gets stuck in there. It's like, and it's like, oh crap! I was standing there just like a minute ago. What the? What, holy cow! That's cool. No, I like the non-dairy creamer one a lot because I knew a guy in college who just he was a compulsive liar. He said things like he worked a summer at Disneyland, and then all the animatronic robots came to life and uh, killed people, and there was blood everywhere. Whoa! I mean, they're like. There's little white lies, and then there's the yeah. stuff he said. Yeah, because so, you could just stop it. I worked a year at uh, a summer at Disneyland. No one would call you on it. One day he was like, oh, yeah, no, like the powdered non-dairy creamer. Like, you can totally light that on fire. And uh, my friend and I kind of looked at each other like, okay, this guy never tells the truth about anything. This has to be fake. Mm-hmm. And so he grabs some non-dairy creamer, and he's like looking at the back of the ingredients. He's like, oh, well, I have to check. I have to check it to see if it's got a certain ingredient, because if it doesn't have it, it's not going to work. And so we were like, oh, here it goes. He's not going to find the ingredients. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, no, here it is. So he went outside, lit it up on fire, and then it just whoosh, burst into flame. And it was like, I was more impressed that he was telling the truth <laughs> rather than the fact that powdered non-dairy creamer is flammable. So I think about that every time I think about the Mythbusters and exploding all that non-dairy creamer and how they sort of took it up a notch. It was pretty great. I, 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 I do love the concept of like, this guy always lies. No, he told the truth. Oh, there's a whole lot of flaming non-dairy creamer in front of me. <laughs> That's awesome. He told the truth, though. Uh-huh. He usually tells us about animatronics killing people. About Disneyland dinosaur animatronics killing people and there was blood everywhere. Again, you just, you stop at a summer at Disneyland or World or whichever one it was. No one's going to call you on it. And one time a whole roller coaster started to tip over and he didn't think it was going to tip over. Then it totally tipped over. Hundreds of people died and there was blood everywhere. Most of his stories seem to end with there was blood everywhere. That stuff is national news, my man. (laughs) Stop at the mundane. Don't go into the fantastical. If you're gonna lie, stop at the mundane. Yes. That's That's my advice for you to lie. (laughs) At the hip joint, Lur sees... uh, Bender's like, you're never gonna find anyone like that. And then Lur's like, what about her? And there's a sexy Omicronian lady Mm -hmm. named Girl... Back at Planet Express, Leela finds out that, or because Lur comes in and he's like, I've got a date. And Leela says it's a mistake. And meanwhile, Fry's like, but I've got the only thing you really care about. I fixed my comic. It's more relatable now because the hero has no powers whatsoever. So this time, Delivery Boy Man reveals he can't do anything. Invader X just kind of vaporizes Leela. And then Delivery Boy Man just cries. 
And it's still bad. Leela remarks, why should I care about the hero when all he does is cry? And this is when Fry cries. Meanwhile, well, not meanwhile, later I, on. I do love the B-plot of Fry just like, I need to get <laughs> do my com- comic pretty okay. It's kind of a strange B-plot. <laughs> it is. Like, it just, it's just sort of there. It's one of the most pointless, useless B-plots in any Futurama episode ever. And I love it for that very reason. Except for the fact that, like, it serves the sole purpose of getting them to Comic-Con. That's true. That's Because that, that's why they go to Comic-Con. But, but then they continue the plot. <laughs> but also, Lur didn't really need to show up at Comic-Con. Right. So, anyways. It's, it's all very funny to me. <laughs> it's beside the point. Later on, Lur and Girl... That mm-hmm. <laughs> still not as confusing as last week. <laughs> That's s- small victories. Lur and girl go back to probably her apartment. Is yes, I think it, where looks, this is happening. it looks like her apartment. And Lur kind of starts showing some emotions about how he's just he's sort of kind of maybe out of a kind of thing. And uh, they end up kind of making out mm-hmm. and he freaks out and she's like, oh, well, let me take this off. And so she starts taking off her clothes and then she just takes off her whole skin. Yeah. Because it turns out it was just an Omicronian costume. She's a human. She's that blue haired mm-hmm. uh, girl who was in the crowd at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. She says that she is a cross species dresser and is totally aroused by Lur being an actual Omicronian. And then they hook up maybe question mark she kind of tackles him and then it immediately cuts to the next scene it is left vague it's implied there was some hot human on alien boning action going down i want to know less about it already then let's move on i'm assuming the next morning then at planet express lur is crying on leela's shoulder as n- now ndinda won't take him back leela's like Look, if you want to go back to Nadinda, you just have to do what every she-beast wants. All she wants is for you to pretend like you're listening to her nagging. Yeah. it's uh, There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. Uh, Lur's like, well, I could take over Earth and kill all humans. Bender is into it. Leela's like, we don't need a war of the worlds. And Fry, and again, in the intelligence, elastic intelligence again, I have the best idea. A war of the worlds. I'll go call Orson Welles. He seems to know an awful lot about Orson Welles. Yeah, it's weird for Fry to like not know how to like write a plot of a comic book that is literally him saving Leela from uh, Invader X. But it's like, Orson Welles, War of the Worlds? Oh, I know this. I'm just happy that we get Maurice LaMarche doing his uh, Orson Welles oh, yes. voice. It is, this is it's tremendous. so good. It's tremendous. It's fantastic. It's the voice that uh, that uh, Brain is based off of from Pinky and the Brain. Mm-hmm. Also, he did a lot of Orson Welles cameos on The Critic, which I always loved. He's got a line where he's doing an ad for green peas, where he's like, Rosebud frozen peas, full of country goodness and green penis. Rosebud. Yes, Rosebud frozen peas, full of country goodness and green penis. Wait, that's terrible. I quit. That was legitimately my <laughs> Windows startup sound for about <laughs> six months when I was in high school because I'm weird. 
And so I have a very strong <laughs> fondness for his Orson Welles. It's very good. Yeah. So they go to the head museum and speak with uh, Mr. Wells to recreate his brilliant 1938 radio broadcast to deceive and impress the wife of Lur. Orson references Lur as a skinny reptile. So Fry's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll we'll leave. And Orson says, I'll do it for free. So they put on a world, a War of the Worlds production yeah. with cheesy models and all of that and yeah. Orson Welles narrating it and they broadcast it out into space so that N- Nadunda can watch it yeah. even though it sort of breaks with canon about how it long takes to get to the thing, but that's fine. I, I, I figure there's something about it's trying to be narrow casted to them so they can boost the power or something. Or, I guess. But I mean but it's still yeah. It's, it's still breaking the laws of physics. That is also true but sometimes plot though. It, it's only been like what 10 years and um technology has just exploded that is true technology it's doubling every five years right that's that's one of those laws Mm -hmm. moore's law i think it's moore's law or is that the one that everything that can go wrong will go wrong i think that's more hmm well the one the one that everything (laughs) everything that can go wrong does go wrong that's the podcast everything that can go wrong will go five times as wrong and then know, Mike, twice as long twice as wrong in five years uh-huh and then ben and mike will talk about it for about 45 minutes on their murphy's, podcast. murphy's law murphy's law is the ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh-huh. we're, ha- we're having a lot of fun tonight that means morphe's law is that everything that can go wrong will go twice as wrong in five years <laughs> I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Okay. (laughs) We should start a podcast called Morphe's Law. (laughs) That might be the follow up to this one, my friend. Orson is kind of starring as the uh, central newscaster um, and just kind of like. How would I know how handsome he is when he's in his ship? Right. Because they, they've provided him a script. Mm-hmm. And so the script says that uh, there's a handsome alien in the ship conquering Earth. And then he's literally just like commenting on this in real time. Like, but how would I know what he looks mm-hmm. like if he's in a ship? And it's then like breaking l- the fourth wall for Ndinda. And then later on, when Lur is actually walking out, he's like, you could have just told me you could have just had me call attention to his looks now, but okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, Fry's like, if you don't want the cheese log, if you want the cheese log, you'll say what what I wrote. Right. I do also like that at the intro. He's like, I'm speaking to you from the Hickory Farms in New Jersey through a mouthful of summer sausage. <laughs> I love the concept of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I based on... Uh, literally the only things i know about orson wells are that he did the war of the worlds thing and then everything else i know about him comes from other things making fun of him sure so like i think he just did a lot of uh commercials for food and like that's his thing it was kind of his thing i know he does a one for champagne Hmm. okay um and it has this weird like oh noise and i know that like he like it almost like he wakes up it's like oh the french champagne 
um, and one of my favorite podcasts about sports around the NFL uh, uses that sound clip sometimes, and every time it makes me laugh. Okay. The kind of like waking up Orson Welles. I found this video at one point where it's like uh, 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 outtakes of him trying to get this uh, French champagne commercial done, but he's already kind of drunk and kind of asleep. Okay. No, I I, I can relate. And, and I, can, I, I can respect <laughs> that hustle, man. Ver conquers the planet kind of mm-hmm. he he pretends to yeah this transmission goes to omicron per ci8 where nadinda is watching doing mm. some needlepoint and she is into it she is very horny for this one how many um, times am i gonna say horny on this episode it's, well i mean considering he that, has horns i'm gonna say that's it's literally what i'm gonna about to say, say it's legitimate <laughs> This isn't inappropriate. He has horns. It's true. We're we're describing the character, and clearly, visually. clearly, when I describe Nadinda being horny, it's because she is impressed by his horns. Exactly. She does even comment like, "I think his horns have gotten bigger." It's true. See, uh-huh. I'm uh-huh. not being uh-huh. I'm not being naughty. It's a statement about it's a his, statement about his horns. Uh huh. That houses testicles. So. <laughs> Meanwhile, in deep space, the Nimbus picks up the transmission. They think that it is a real thing because it's Zap Brannigan. Of course. It's not very good, but he believes it. You know, I will just say the previous episode with the the nose and the lower horn, and it makes sense to me now that knowing that in the Omicronians, oh, yeah. the testes are in, on the top of the head, that's why they went for the nose. Because clearly, they would expect the anatomy of different creatures to have similar concepts of where the genitals and testicles would be that makes sense yeah i can buy that good on the futurama writers nadinda believes it she takes the bait and she takes lure back she flies to earth she lands she's like woohoo you did it you conquered earth and uh he is about to come clean about how it was all just a ruse but then zap shows up with an army marches up and says you think we would surrender so easily, eh? Nice job. We surrender. And Orson Welles is like, damn, I'm good. <laughs> and so, yeah, Lur sort of bluffs his way into conquering Earth. Uh, Zap offers Kif as a sacrifice, and Lur accepts eating his leg. Yeah, Kif just doesn't have a leg for the rest mm-hmm. of the scene, which is something. Very good. Uh, Leela tells, uh, tells him to stop conquering and tell the truth, and... Uh, Ndunda, this is when Ndunda shows up in a sultry dress, and uh, he chooses her. He chooses Ndunda. So he tosses Leela away, who says, oh, he messed up my hair. And Kif says, he ate my leg. <laughs> the paper comes out and says, Earth enslaved, get back to work. And so everybody yeah. is working, toiling for the Omicronians. They mm-hmm. are putting on weird gladiatorial shows. Mm-hmm. They are making over the Statue of Liberty. They are digging for gems that mm-hmm. get put on a conveyor belt that go directly into the White House where Ndunda is eating them. Mm-hmm. Very crisp. Um, this is because Nixon has resigned in a, a previous moment. Oh, yes. No, that did happen. I'd, we're just so far behind. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I just want to explain why they're in the White House other than they've conquered the planet. They start getting what I call bizet. Uh, yes. Nadinda specifically says that she is, quote, experiencing arousal and that her organs are moving into position. 
the funny thing is I had that written down and I decided, no, I don't need to do that because of all the testes chat we've now already that's, had. That's some pillow talk if I ever heard it. They are about to get it on. And then he's like, well... He does see Leela disapprovingly outside. Yeah, so he starts to feel a little guilty. And so he's about to fess up again. And he's like, so about that whole taking over Earth thing. Oh, yeah, the spark that reignited our marriage? And he's like, yeah, uh, that's it. And then goes to sleep quickly. Yep. And... uh, (laughs) Um, we go to Planet Express, except for it's not Planet Express, it's Omicronian Express. Lur and Leela are talking. Leela is being bossy and telling him what to do. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Nadinda comes in and is like, I knew it. I knew someone else was bossing you around. And Bender starts selling frying pans uh-huh. that they can beat each other up with. Always the opportunist uh, uh, economicist. Nope. E- Econ- opportunist economicist. That is oh, his, his yeah, yeah. scientific... <laughs> Like those old Roadrunner cartoons where like the Roadrunner would be running and then it slowed down and then be like Roadrunner, <laughs> scientific name, fastest runnericus or something like that. <laughs> he is definitely opportunist economicus. <laughs> I, I thank you for turning my accidental word into good. Because it was That's just my bad. whole job here on Back to the Futurama. <laughs> so, uh... Trying to make Mike sound kind of good. Yep. That's the job. You, you've done all you can with the audio, and now you're just like, okay, I got to help you along some <laughs> other way, friend. They are sort of yelling at each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's also at this point that girl comes back. Well, Lur has has told the truth that the invasion was a fake. And Dinda says, well, what else is there? And Lur's like, there's nothing else. And this is when girl pops in. And it's like, Lur, I still want you. And uh, so she, and she has a gun, mm-hmm. which Nadinda immediately takes and just shoots her with. Because uh-huh, Nadinda doesn't harbor any resentment towards her. And so uh, girl is disintegrated. And um, although you remember what they say about a disintegration ray in the first act, that's really a teleporter g- gun in the first act. You, that might come up again momentarily. You, you fired in the third act. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ndinda is what she's really caring about is Lur and Leela because quote she nagged you, tormented you, and pushed you around. That's my job. So Ndinda challenges uh, something called Ermer Ermer or consequences. God, I'm so glad it get, get, fell to you, my friend. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's just so it's, many R's. It's a mouthful. Ermer, firmer, firmer, Or consequences. I feel like at the end you're turning into Dave Matthews. I do like, I do like, however, okay. The, the, uh, Definitely just pick consequences. I do love how Fry's like, Ermer, or what? It's like, you nailed the first one and you couldn't hear consequences. It turns out that this is just a contest where Lur has one simple action. Mm-hmm. He just like they go to the, like this weird place with all these floating mm-hmm. platforms, uh, and the sign says "White Plains, New New York." So oh, I missed that. Yeah, That's clever. So I, I think. Th- uh, well, first off, the way that Tema chuckled at it when we were in the car together, and she looked over and saw that, in- implies to me that there is such a thing as White Plains. Uh-huh, no, um, that's a place. Yeah. 
that she is familiar with in some way. And the, you're 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 right. Everything isn't like a floating platform, but they're all like white mathematical planes. Right. So that's so, pretty neat. Mm-hmm. It's very clever. And so As Futurama is want to do. And so is Futurella. It would be if it would stop getting canceled. Mm-hmm. The trick is, which one of those was I talking about? Ooh. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so Lur has to pick between either Nadinda or Leela, which seems like a simple task, but the way he chooses is by shooting the other one. Right. Lur and Nadinda argue, and that leads him to go to shoot Leela. As Lur f- fires at Leela, Fry jumps in front and is vaporized right in front of her. Ndinda realized Lur values her nagging over anyone else's. But the point is that he doesn't actually need to shoot Leela. The point is that he shot at her, thus choosing Ndinda. Mm. So the challenge is complete. And then It feels like a technicality. I mean, those are the rules of firmer, firmer, firmer or consequences. It's true. It's uh, well known. <laughs> Clearly. Ndinda and Lur leave in one of the, sh- uh, the spaceships. And uh, everyone gathers around where Fry was vaporized. And Leela says, good night, dumb prince. And uh, as the Omicronian ships fly off, Girl shows back up again. And is like, no, Lur, you'll be the, always be the only one for me. I want to have your poplars. And then immediately turns to Zoidberg and is like, hey, handsome. And Zoidberg's like, of course I'll marry you. And so they're like really confused because they all saw her get disintegrated. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that? No, that was just a cheap teleporter gun that I got off the back of some comic. And the, prof- the professor is like, cha-ching. I mean, yeah, that's a sale. That's money in the bank. Money in the bank. Planet Express is not making a profit. This is canonical. You got to make true. that. You got to do that side hustle. He's always hustling. So this causes Leela to realize Fry is probably still around somewhere, and they go to Planet Express to look for him. They find him in the emergency shower, working on his comic book. And so he has one last comic revision. The comic is the same thing, the same situation. This lizard guy is pointing a, a rocket at Earth with Leela strapped to it, and... um fries uh or not fry delivery boy man mm-hmm. it, i can see where you got confused it looks a lot like fry it looks a but lot it, like fry but it more looks, muscles it looks kind of like you know have you ever noticed how clark kent and superman look a lot alike i don't or see is it. that just me i think it might be you okay. i don't see it so anyways delivery boy man he's like i will save you and then a meteor like randomly crashes into well, the he kind of jumps in front and then invader x is like you did it too early like all your packages you deliver early uh and then this is when the meteor smashes through the spaceship and crushes in invader x and leela's like thank goodness for that random chance and delivery boy man's like it's not random chance thank my meteor wishing power with your lips <laughs> uh this is when delivery boy man uh kisses leela and uh, Leela, in the real world, kisses Fry on the cheek, saying, that was a good ending. Not a great one. That's where the episode leaves off. And that means that it is time for... Great! You know, I think this is a really kind of goofy episode. It, it the, the plot is there. I think there is a decent amount of jokes. It I, I feel like the plot is kind of weird with everybody's nagging lure. And this is what he kind sure. of decides on. 
about who's nagging he likes the best, and that doesn't seem... I mean, nothing about Lurin and Linda's relationship seems healthy in any way. Oh, no, not in the least bit. Um, But it does... It does... It, it does add to jokes and things like that. Um, I really like Girl, even though she's not really in the episode very much. I think there's an agent of chaos that could have been used a little bit better. It's it's not one of those ones that I'd probably seek out, but it's not bad. I'd probably give it a B minus. Okay. I am exactly on that same page right there with you. I think it's pretty funny. Uh, I think a lot of the plot is sort of fine. Um, it jumps around a little bit like, there's a, the whole comic-con sequence for some reason mm-hmm. um which you know has like we said had some good meta humor but it wasn't you know um anything amazing uh the jokes are pretty good but not amazing um although white plains new york gets some extra bonus because yeah, i missed that sign it's very good uh that's very good but yeah i think it's a fine episode and i yep. would say b minus uh I'm, right. I'm in that same same agreement um it's good. It's just not the best. Yeah. Well, um, we want to know what you have to say about this episode. Yeah. Let us know what you think about White Plains, New York, if you've ever been there. Mm-hmm. Or what did we talk about on this episode that was not getting cut from it? <laughs> I mean, that's a good question, my friends. Let us know what you feel about comic books and uh-huh. the cancellation of Futurella. Mm-hmm. And plastic surgery. Uh-huh. Nip tuck, if you have seen that uh let me know uh-huh. what it's like um, because i've never seen it we just want to know what you all think about anything we talked about today really so mm-hmm. if you want to get in contact with us there are plenty of ways to do that you can email us at back to the futurama podcast at gmail.com you can tweet at us at back to futurama you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash back to futurama we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so find us there, review us, rate us, subscribe, send to your friends, and let us all choose consequences together. Yeah, and it's not we don't bring it up super often, but we have a website, backtothefuturama.net. It's got all those links, and it's got mm-hmm. links to the Patreon and um, some other stuff. Yeah, and it's easy um, to send to your friends if you wanna, want them to listen and talk about it and stuff. Mm-hmm. A couple of our uh, best episodes, I think, um, we've highlighted mm-hmm. if... You've got a friend who's just like, hey, I, I want to get into a show, but I don't know where to start. Send them. I think there's three episodes yeah. on it that like you can just say, here, try this one. And yeah. And they, so they they see us at our best and then they go to the first episode and see us at our worst. I don't know if the first one was our worst. I mean, there was always last week. No, you're right. <laughs> uh, the first one was the most unfocused one. We'll go there. No, the more focused one. The most focused the most one. Fo- yes. Before we realized it was better to just goof around for an hour. So yeah, it's got all the links that we go through all the at the end of every episode. Um, and it's a great place to direct friends if uh, you think they might be interested. Mm-hmm. And um, I do... We, we sort of talked about it a little bit before we started recording. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're probably not going to be an episode for a couple of weeks. We're going to take some time off for the holidays, mm-hmm. it sounds like. We've got some pretty busy holiday mm-hmm. schedules a couple of birthdays um you know all that fun yeah. stuff so 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 this is your back to the futurama holiday 2018 spectacular yeah we hope you have a good uh xmas or yes. had a good hanukkah we missed that mm-hmm. one already sure or a good or, candle nights or whatever you happen to celebrate exactly um we love you very much and uh thanks for mm-hmm coming along with us yeah. on this journey and i think we'll be back uh next year mm-hmm. 2019 yes. uh we do have a patreon um, this was our live show, actually. So 
boy howdy the people that were live sure got a lot of discussion uh-huh uh, a lot of it got edited out so you know uh if you'd like if you would like to join us on these live episodes and see what we have to edit out you can you can go to our patreon that is uh patreon.com slash back to futurama uh where uh our fan laura says i got my money's worth and that's really the kindest thing that can ever be said it's true it's a testimonial that was said (laughs) and i think that will do it for Mm. us this week so until next year 2019 whoa i know (laughs) until then we hope that you have a uh, great holiday season Absolutely. and thanks again for listening and uh, we'll be back. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.